The USFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all our free picks and podcasts. Hey, it's Scooby right here, a.k.a. Shark Dog, listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Football is a unique American experience, a game described by one turn-of-the-century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival, but survive it did. Welcome to the USFL Gambling Podcast. You might have been expecting to hear Colby, the Dantabase dance, but we're going to bring you someone who actually knows what they're talking about when it comes to the USFL. My name's Adam Pelletier, and I am coming to you live from Canton, Ohio, on the ground, shoe leather reporting, getting you ready for the first USFL playoffs since the 1980s. Joining me today is Justin Mark. Justin, how are we feeling today? We are tired from a 12-hour drive, but we are amped for some football. I mean, there's nothing better here. The Hall of Fame's right around the corner. I drove by the stadium this morning. You saw them getting the AV all going. Let me tell you, this is going to be a sight to behold. I'm not sure how many people are going to be there, but the way they were prepping that stadium, they're expecting a full house for a great day of football. So, Justin, we got two games to talk about. This weekend, first off, we got the Philadelphia Stars and the New Jersey Generals kicking off at 3 o'clock Eastern at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. Justin, what do we got going on in this game? Give us the lay of the land a little bit. Yeah, uh, so the Generals have mixed up who their starting quarterback has been between DeAndre Johnson and Luis Perez. I think a lot of the game flow is going to be dependent on who they throw in there. Now, both of those guys have had success against Philadelphia um, they've beat Philadelphia twice, of course, and so will the third time be the charm for Philly? Will Case Cookus get the guys together, and will Matt Colburn be able to put up a good game? Those are kind of the big questions that everybody will be watching. I mean, those are definitely the questions that we're looking at there. It's how will the Generals attack here? The Generals, 
as you mentioned, going with that platoon system at quarterback with Luis Perez and DeAndre Johnson. DeAndre Johnson has definitely looked like the more dynamic player. When DeAndre Johnson is in, they have that rushing attack. They have that passing attack. They can attack you on every level. And with DeAndre Johnson back there, it opens up things on the ground for Trey Williams and the human bowling ball, Darius Victor. So you got to really like the Generals' offense in this game. And the Generals haven't really... And then on the other side of the field, the Stars haven't really looked like the same team since they lost Brian Scott. Brian Scott, first-round pick, you know, one of the first quarterbacks taken. And Case Cook has been solid, but he just hasn't been able to move that offense like Brian Scott was able to. So... But in this game, though, Philadelphia, four and a half point dogs. You gotta like them. You gotta like them. Every game, the, the at the start of the year, the Generals won by eight. Their most recent matchup, Generals won by three. You gotta like this. You gotta like this Stars team with the four and a half point underdog fav- status. You gotta be all over that, right? Yeah, I agree. I think, like you said, Cookus he hasn't been the same as Brian Scott. But he's been able to put enough good tape together, good games together, and he's really kind of built some momentum. Now, that fell off last week a little bit. He didn't play bad, but he wasn't great, 57.6 percentage. Um, Yeah, I think they're going to turn around. They're going to play this game tough. Both these teams are going to rely on their run game, I think. Matt Colburn did not have a good game last week. I expect that to turn around. I expect them to really rely on him and to kind of try to match the general's pace of run, run, run. I mean, they can try to keep up with that pace. That's just going to lead to problems for them. I mean, Cookus has been nice. You know, seven starts this year, 1,300 yards through the air. So averaging, you know, close to 200 yards a game there for Cookus through the air. And that's just been really impressive. But again, the thing is, is the Stars just, they can't, they're not going to be able to keep the ball away. Cookus has a very nice touchdowns to picks ratio, 12 touchdowns against five picks. He takes care of the ball. He has one of the better completion percentages in the league right now, actually. You know, as you're looking at it, he's, you know, top five in guys who have a minimum attempts right now, but you know who's number one on that list? Minimum 75 attempts. Do you know who's number one on that passing accuracy list, Justin? Who is it? It's DeAndre Johnson. DeAndre Johnson has been thoroughly underrated as a passer in the USFL, and I don't know if that's just because they're trying to make sure Luis Perez gets his tape or what, but DeAndre Johnson, out of all of these quarterbacks we've seen this preseason, or this USFL season, the guys I want to see in an NFL camp, top three, I want to see Tawamu, I want to see Slaughter, and I want to see DeAndre Johnson, because those three guys all have the arms to compete at the NFL level, and their legs make them incredibly interesting, so would love to see those three guys on NFL rosters once the USFL season is over. Yeah, absolutely. Johnson is electric when he runs the ball. He's a great passer, too, as you just mentioned. Underrated. I don't think he gets enough um, coverage based on what his passing has been and how good it has been. But then when he runs the ball, he he is electric. Uh, the first game against the Stars there, he ran for 91 yards, 8.3 average and a touchdown. Why not keep going back to that? Why not keep using that? Because if they're trying to stop him, they're because trying to stop Because you got to get Victor. the game manager. <laughs> you got to get the game manager in the game and let him manage the game. Fair enough. I mean, and he's... not that this is a good thing that he's a game manager. <laughs> right. We all love the Luis Perez story, but it's time to move over, Luis. Yeah, and anyways. Cre- credit to him. He has looked better, I think, the past couple weeks here. Um, you know, he had three touchdowns last week, but yeah, I. I 
if I'm the Generals, I'm just rolling with Johnson. He's the guy that I think gives them the best options and keeps that offense open more. Yeah, for sure. So we're both agreed then, Stars four and a half. And do you think the Stars can win this one outright? I would really like them to because I'm a Stars fan. But if you just look at the numbers, I mean... The Generals have 160.6 rush yards a game to the Justin, Stars. Justin, you're thinking too much with your head here. <laughs> you need to think with your heart. This right. is football. This is about passion. We'll go Come with on. the Stars then. He's going with the Stars. <laughs> he's wrong, but he's going with the Stars. Generals, minus 205 on the money line. you got to like that. And I really like this game to hit the over 47.5. Both offenses have the ability to put it, to light it up. And you know that... That's what the league wants. The league wants this 3 o'clock game to be a showcase of talented offensive players on both sides of the ball. On Philly's side, I really want to see what Bug Howard can do. I got Bug Howard in a, in a couple DFS lineups. I think Bug Howard is a guy who can really break this game open. If Philly wins, it's because Bug Howard gets loose and finds the end zone. And if you have heard me talk USFL football, you know I am a Bug Howard fanboy. I have been since he was drafted. So, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. they got to get him going. He's not been on the same page as Cookus every game as he had a hot start with Scott throwing to him. And finally, last week, it looked like Howard was putting it together with Cookus, so I look for more of that. The USFL Gambling Podcast is brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on the Wins Bet $50 Win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Also, don't forget about their ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet $500 on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed, and there's so much to choose from all you have to do is download the WinBet or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I do. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, the number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. I will be copying Adam's Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. We're also brought to you by Trade Coffee. Do you like coffee? I know I do. In fact, I just got done with a 12-hour drive, and the only way I made it, and I'm now able to do a podcast, was due to massive amounts of coffee. But look, how do I know exactly which coffee I want? Sure, I have some things I like. For example, I like a strong coffee. That's why I count on Trade Coffee. Just answer a couple of questions and you'll get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you'd like 
No gimmicks. They will send you the coffee that matches your preferences and tastes. Trade Coffee's team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds ready to ship every day. There may not be a perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you. Let Trade Coffee's human-powered algorithm find it. Trade delivers a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans or ground for however you brew it at home. And they guarantee you'll love your first order or they'll replace it for free. They have a first match guarantee. That's right. If you don't like it, they are so confident that they'll match you with the right one the first time that if you don't like it, they'll take your feedback, you'll meet with a coffee expert, you'll work through it, and they'll send you a brand new bag for free. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking the quiz at drinktrade.com SGP and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for new listeners with a 30-day money-back guaranteed. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know what's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. All right, so heading to the nightcap, the game, the rematch, Stallions Breakers Part 3. It's been one of the most exciting rivalries of this early USFL season. And let me tell you right now, I think that this game could be for second place. The winner (laughs) of the USFL championship is going to be who wins Stars Generals. I'm calling that right now. The winner of Stars Generals is going to win this game because the Stallions and the Breakers... The issue that's plagued both of those teams is Kyle Sloter might be the best quarterback in the USFL right now. The problem is, is Kyle Sloter is getting demolished and his offensive line. I don't know what he said to them in preseason to have them treat to have them treating him like this, but they just want to escort guys to the quarterback and he takes He's had more hits than the Beatles. I don't know what's going on there. It's just been ugly to see. And he hasn't looked the same since like week two because he's been banged up and hit so much. Yeah, he's dealt with so many injuries from the groin to the shoulder to the elbow. You know, they they talked about all those injuries and it has affected his game. Even when they tried to put him back in when they shouldn't have after Zach Smith got hurt. And you could tell he just wasn't comfortable running that ball. Um, And that's just really slowed him down and held him back. On the other side of the field, 
Do you know how many sacks the Stallions have given up this season? How many? 25. Two and a half sacks per game. Jamar Smith has also been running for his life, but Jamar Smith hasn't gotten so banged up that he can't get away from the pressure right now. So just this is a story of two quarterbacks who are talented, can work their systems, have the confidence of their team, but they don't have an offensive line that can make things happen. Yeah, what amazes me is, uh, you know, the Stallions obviously continue to win games except one, and Jamar's passing percentage, just it's not that great. Um, but they continue to win the games, especially on the back of Scarborough and their, their rushing attack. And, um, yeah, I, I like the Stallions in this one. What Not that you? great. He's third in the league in total passing yards, Justin. This is like the time someone said Jared Goff likes to throw <laughs> it deep. Jamar Smith has been one of the better passers in the USFL, and he didn't start two games and missed one outright. It's that passing percentage for me, though. You can talk about passing percentage (laughs) all you want, but that's not on the quarterback right now. Jordan Tawamu would be the peak example of that from this season. Jordan Tawamu was victimized by bad receiver play all season, and Jamar hasn't had it as bad as Tawamu's had. I think Jamar's issues are more on the offensive line end of things. Because Jamar has shown his com- his confidence and his comfort level with this offense. Additionally, he's been able to get out and run. Each of the games this year, Jamar Smith ran for 57 in week three. And then in week eight, he got out and he was off to the races again running for 45. He's running for about 50 yards a game against the breakers. And he can make those plays with his legs. So the breakers have to make sure they're containing him. Bo Scarborough, fun, Alabama guy, but he's been massively inefficient. You know, I think for the Stallions to be successful, they have to go back to C.J. Maribel. C.J. Maribel was a dynamic runner earlier. He was a workhorse back, but then they signed Bo Scarborough, and they just decided, we're going to run Bo right into that line for three and a half yards of carry. It definitely has been Bo's world since he's got there. Um, and, and Maribel is a very talented back. He's a guy that I like just because he spent some time with the Chicago Bears on the training camp. So um, it would be nice to I see take them. back all the nice things I said about Maribel <laughs> then now that I know he was a bear. So it was Sloter. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I need to go make some changes to some picks, folks. <laughs> so, I, you know, if they can get both of them running the ball efficiently, there won't be any stopping the Stallions. The Breakers won't be able to stop them. Um, and I, I like the Stallions in this one. I mean, I'm on the other side of this all day. I got the Breakers on the money line, plus 180, and Breakers getting five and a half points on the other side of things. The Breakers lost two close games to the Stallions. Both of these games, week three was decided by nine points. Week week eight was decided by one. I mean, these two teams, the hardest thing to do in sports is beat a team three times. The Generals are going to handle the Stars in the early game. We're not going to have two instances of a team winning three times against the same squad. The Breakers' defense has been one of the better units out there. And in this case, I think they're finally going to get to Jamar Smith and the Stallions and finally slow them down. Yeah, but don't sleep on the Birmingham's defense. They've been good, too, especially against the run. They're going to make Slaughter pass that game, pass that ball. That's the only way the Breakers are beating the Stallions is if he can have a good passing game. I mean, but they've just been so... that I just feel like every time I look up, the Stallions are playing for their lives in the second half. And you might like that, but at the same time, they're no longer going to have home field advantage. They're no longer going to be 
the crowd favorite, you know, whatever you think of the crowd that there's been in the USFL, you know, this is going to be different. This is a, this is a neutral field game. It's the hall of fame. Everybody's going to, the lights are going to be a little bit bigger here for all of the players. And you got to wonder if that's going to get to guys, you know, Kyle Sloter, call it a joke, call it whatever. Kyle Sloter has been on a stage this big before with, you know, with the NFL lights and the NFL atmosphere around him. So I, I just, I don't see a world where it's not the breakers pulling this one out. So you got breakers and you have generals, right? I got breakers and generals, yeah. All right. And I got stars and stallions, so. <laughs> I mean, and we were talking about it, you know, in this, in some of our DFS plays, you know, I think you got to play Marlon Williams on the on the stallions. He's been a great receiver out there wide for Jamar Smith, making lots of plays, it's been really great to see him doing stuff, but you also got to have Sal Canella in there. Sal Canella has been the go-to guy for the Breakers, tight end for the Breakers. He's consistently been uh, an option for Kyle Sloter. He's someone that Kyle Sloter trusts and someone Kyle Sloter will go to over and over and over again. He's currently fourth in the USFL with 61 targets. Yeah, yeah, Canella has been great. Um, I can see that they're going to try to give the Stallions a case of the Sal Canella. Uh, that's a guy to focus on for the Stallions, though, right? Because if you look at the other production, I mean, I know Dixon and Adams have had good games, but more recently they've been a little more inconsistent. So definitely if they can keep their eye on Canella. Um, a, a guy I'm watching is Bo Scarborough. I know we said that he's not getting the the yards per carry as much and they need to get Marable going, but they just they can't help but hand him the ball over and over again. If they're handing Scarborough the ball over and over again, the Breakers are winning this game. The Breakers <laughs> have one of the most talented receiving cores in the USFL with Dixon, with Adams, and Canella. That's you know, that's a pro level receiving room right there. I'm not saying it's top level pro talent outside of Canella. Sal Canella is the guy I'm interested to watch in this game and see what he does, how he shines on this bright stage, and if he can land that NFL job because he's a guy I think that teams would be very interested in bringing in as we've seen tight ends more and more develop later and later and later. Yeah, absolutely. It's always a position that seems hard to be nailed down in those first couple of years. So now that he's got some more exposure and some more game film, I could definitely see that. One other guy to watch for the Breakers is Taiwan Taylor. He had four receptions, 76 yards against them in the last game. So He's a guy that's been getting more targets lately. Um, I won't say taking them from Dixon or Adams because they're definitely being targeted a ton as well. But he is turning those targets into some good yards, uh, good average yards per catch as well. So that's somebody to watch. Now, Justin, my question, looking at our inactives list, is there anyone on this inactive list that you think is going to, that was maybe surprised you or you think is going to be a bigger influence on this game? You know, I was hoping that Kerry Angeline would uh, get back from injury for the Stallions, but Sage Surratt the past two games has looked pretty decent. He's finally stepped up and kind of got some catches there. Um, so especially last week, he had a pretty good game, I believe. So, But I am disappointed to see Kerry Angeline not make it uh, into the playoffs and still dealing with that injury because he looked very good to begin the season. You know, and again, um, looking at the stars, Paul Terry not playing takes away. You know, we talked about Matt Colburn, good, reliable option. Clearly, the workhorse back. Paul Terry can come in and get some good carries, though, and spell Colburn so he's not carrying the load. His absence will be missed by the stars, and that's, I think, part of the reason why the generals are going to have an 
easier time of handling the stars, although I do think the stars are going to make it interesting. Um, additionally, you know, you would have hoped to see Larry Rose on the field for the breakers, but no Larry Rose in the backfield there means that the breakers aren't, you know, are a little thin at running back, which could definitely impact them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jordan Dallas will be leaned on heavily, of course. And, uh, you know, they had the other running back, Adams, that they picked up, who burst onto the scene his first week and looked like he was just going to take that backfield over and has not done much since. So losing Rose and having him on the injury report there, that definitely will hurt that run game for him. Yeah. So, But the important thing is, is I think this is going to be an exciting weekend of football. We got some good stuff ahead of us. And one more thing that everyone can still do, team futures are still out there. Every team is plus odds. Who's your pick heading into t- heading into the games, heading into the semifinals? Who's going to hoist the USFL championship trophy and why? Well, going with my heart again, going with the stars. Um, maybe I'm also just very hopeful because my preseason bet was on the stars. So hoping to, hoping to cash that. I'm going to go with them, though. I think Cookus is going to get him going. He's going to get him fired up, maybe channel his inner Brian Scott. And, uh, yeah, I see – I agree with you. The winner of the Stars Generals will be winning the USFL championship. And for me, that's the Stars. I mean, you're right that the winner of the North is going to be the winner of the championship, but it's the New Jersey Generals, and it's that. And it's the New Jersey Generals for two reasons. Mike Riley. Mike <laughs> Riley has proven that he is a spring football coaching god. He deserves to be held in the same reverence as Steve Spurrier when we're talking about spring football greatness. Mike Riley has the Generals playing and humming. They have not lost a game since week one. Nine weeks of dubs. Just dubs after dubs after dubs and doing it in dominant fashion. They have the best offensive line in the USFL. They own two of the top four rushers, and DeAndre Johnson is close there as well. And DeAndre Johnson and Luis Perez combined would be the number one passer. You can't bet against this Generals team. This Generals team is marching through the playoffs and barring a catastrophic injury. But I don't even think that would stop them. If DeAndre Johnson goes down, it's Luis Perez. If Darius Victor goes down, it's Trey Williams. They can, they're can they fine. They're the deepest team. They're the best team top to bottom. And I think they're just going to walk through these playoffs. It might get interesting, but they're walking all the way to the championship. Time will tell. I'm still sticking with my stars. Um, but I agree with you, though. Shout out to Mike Riley because he's done an amazing job there. Um, as a Iowa Hawkeye fan and anti-Nebraska Cornhusker fan, I did not think I was going to be rooting for Mike Riley, but I have been very happy to see his success. So, anyways, folks, that wraps it up again. We are on the ground here in Canton, Ohio. We will be at the game tomorrow, and we'll be bringing you a podcast tomorrow night after both games have concluded. We will recap all the action, and we will see who will be playing playing next Sunday in the first USFL championship game since the 1980s. Folks, I'm Adam Pelletier. That's Justin Mark. We are signing off from Canton, Ohio. We'll see you later.